What's up, principals, and welcome to the Principal Crew Podcast. My name is Adam. Welcome. I'm a principal. I'm your host. And as you know, this is the podcast that is all about principles, all of the time, leadership, because that is what we do. Now, the guests on this show are kind of 50-50, 50 being I've never met them, but I know them, or I have friends that know them and recommend them. And the other 50 are people that I know and I've also had the opportunity to hang out with and meet in person. And the guest today is the second half. We've been able to hang out at a conference that I was speaking at and uh, just chatting about leadership. And I'm just excited to, to get to go a little deeper. And today I have Shanna Spickard on the podcast. Shanna, welcome to the show. It's, it's Shauna, Shauna Spickard. Shauna, oh my gosh. So this is something that you should talk about before you go on the podcast, but I'm just being vulnerable. Shauna, welcome to the podcast. Well, and we know each other from a very virtual world too. And, you know, it's, it looks phonetically like Shanna. So. <laughs> so how are things going? You are my first Michigander on the podcast. So just kind of tell everybody about yourself. Tell them where you're from, where you work, what you do, all about your viral videos on TikTok that you put out there. Just kind of... <laughs> kind of get into it. So um, my name is Shauna Spickard and this is my 23rd year in education but 15th year in administration and all of it has been at the middle level. So middle level is very near and dear to my heart. Um, I have been involved with Michigan Elementary Middle School Principals Association and um, NESP, so the National Association. So very, very involved in those two associations. Um, but probably what I am most, the most important work that I do is serving the staff, students, and community of Milan Middle School. So Milan Middle School is about a half an hour north of the Ohio-Michigan border and very close to Ann Arbor. For all of those of you who are U of M fans, go green. Um, a Spartan fan, um, and that's very near and dear to my heart. But that's kind of where we're located. I also teach at Concordia University with their grad program with Ed Leadership. So very near and dear to my heart is the whole mentoring and supporting other other leaders and that's something that I do but also very involved like I said at the state and national levels with um, those two associations whether it's speaking publishing articles and or serving on some advisory committees yeah you are busy and I have, I have to go back I have to apologize on the introduction Dr. Shauna Spickard it is important <laughs> I know people are clued in and tuned in to just mm -hmm. Dr. Jill Biden. It is, yes. uh, it's important. And um, I just, uh, I, need, I need to go back and, uh, and give you, and give you that because you, you deserve it and, um, and you've worked hard. So um, I appreciate that. Yeah. The, the middle school, I remember my middle school years and I did not like them. I did not like my high school years. I wish I could have just stopped my schooling in fifth grade, to be completely honest. I just didn't love school. What is the biggest challenge for those, for those middle, middle level, middle school, junior high, whatever you call it, everybody, you know, wherever you are in the country, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, basically. What are the Correct. biggest challenges for a leader in that, in that age group? 
I think the most important thing is really developing the whole learner. And I think that sometimes the, the challenge of standardized tests and being evaluated and the focus on data, you know, makes it really hard to think about all the social emotional components, the character education components. I mean, there are a lot of things that we need to do to care for our kids. And I have seen more and more trauma um, over the last few years that our kids are coming to us with. So I think the challenge is keeping the focus and it's really easy to lose that focus. So I, you know, I really try to um, you know, I'm so fortunate because the team that I serve here at Milan Middle School, they are amazing. It doesn't matter if they're teacher or paraeducator or in the office or food service or bus driver, custodian, we are all taking care of our, our students. We're very fortunate to have both a social worker and a counselor um, who do an amazing job in the guidance office. And so I think that the biggest challenge is helping kids discover who they are. And I'm very, very fortunate that I'm in a building with people who feel and have the same goal that we need to take care of the, the whole learner here. Well, if, if people that are listening, if this is their first kind of introduction to, to you, Shauna, it's so evident how much you, first off, I think, love being a school leader, but also just just that bragging on your school and bragging about the people that you work with and saying, gosh, we are all on the same team and we're all going the same way. And I'll, I'll tell you, that is not how everybody talks about their organization. And it is just, it's so important. So to move over a little bit, you are very involved with your, with your state organization, with NASP and with writing and blogging and presenting. I know in the work that I've done in all my travels, people have always asked me, Adam, how do I get involved? in other things and to me it seems easy but a lot of people just aren't sure maybe they just aren't connected they're in a super rural area so what what advice would you give to other leaders that want to get involved in a state or national or presenting or blogging or writing or just kind of getting out there more so I, I think that while the state level was a little bit easier for me to get involved in, um, but again, it was people bringing me along. Hey, you have to come to our region meeting, right? And so, um, but getting networked is really, really important. And so by being involved at the regional level gave me an opportunity and a chance to get involved at the, at the state level. And I think that it's just making sure that you utilize the networks around you and the associations around you because like MEMSPA, which is the, the middle school elementary association here, like we, we need people. We need people to write for newsletters, um, to moderate our MEMSPA chat. Mike Domagowski is amazing um, developer and creator, um, but has guest moderators. Um, so there are a lot of opportunities at the, at the state level. For me, I will tell you, it was really difficult to get into the national um, the national part. So by being on the board at the state level, I was involved in going to conferences, but getting involved and I think there were three years in a row where I had multiple presentations that were rejected. Um, and so it wasn't until I finally, you know, had one accepted that was well attended that um, the next year I had three that were accepted. And then I thought, hey, let's take a look at the, the publication um, schedule that's on for Principal Magazine. So, and it was, you know, just trying multiple times to submit articles that may or may not get published. If they don't get published, then they go into a blog or, you know, some, use them some other way. But, um, and I look at AMLI, NASP, AASA, like all of their timelines, but you have to really kind of 
um, think about their, their topics, their themes, their several months in advance. Um, but I guess just not really giving up and then also using the network, like, you know, the, the past president and saying, hey, what are you looking for? Or the editorial committee, what, what is exactly is it that you're wanting to publish? So um, again, I think using the network of people and surrounding myself and just also never really giving up. And now I'm, I'm on like three different committees. And I think my problem is I can't say no now. Ah. <laughs> yeah, I feel you on that one. And I'm going to add one more thing to that. There's a sign that's right behind you in your office that says, believe in yourself. And I think, oh. I think, I think more leaders than not know how to do the job and they know they're they're being successful at their school and maybe they just don't believe in their self enough to put themselves out there outside of their school community i know i've seen that a lot people are hesitant and nervous to put themselves out there what if somebody criticizes me or what if somebody doesn't like what i have to say and i know in my experience i've, I've been a connected educator for a long time and i i have yet to have somebody that is just mean or tells me that my ideas aren't any good and um, put your put yourself out there. But that leads me to TikTok. Now, anybody that knows you, uh, so I am not on TikTok. I told myself years ago that I just could not fit. I did not want to fit one more social media platform into my life, but I see your TikTok videos on your Twitter and on your Facebook and you know you post you post them different places and I gotta tell you, Shauna, it always puts a smile on my face. How did you get into that? Why did you get into that? And has that platform, what has that platform done to maybe connect you more with your community? Or since you're a middle school principal, connect you more with your students who probably 90 plus percent are already on TikTok anyway. So, so talk about that connection and communication piece. So, um, you know, I, I was kind of in the same boat, like, I don't need one more thing because, <laughs> you know, Facebook is where I started and that's where the majority of our parents are as Facebook. So that's how we communicate and um, got really invested and involved in Twitter. But that was more of a professional network for me, um, a few families um, and a few students, but not too many. So a couple of years ago on Instagram, which was really connected to the Facebook page to connect to the students. And I still really wasn't reaching the students. And um, so TikTok during COVID and our school closure in the fall was my way of trying to really engage the students because, you know, great, there were no grades, there wasn't much accountability. Um, I had a couple of students right before closure ask me to do a TikTok with them. Um, and I, so I had said, um, well, what, what dance? I'm going to need some time to rehearse. What dance, you know, are we going to do or whatnot? And so um, I never got to do it with them because we had, we had the closure. Um, and so we actually have PBIS prizes where the kids can use points to do TikToks with the assistant principal and myself. And believe it or not, they'll, they'll cash in 150 points to do it, to do a TikTok. But um, so it was what I did is for the for every week that we were in closure, we would put out the enrichment work for kids. So I would kind of introduce the enrichment work with either some sort of dance or some sort of, you know, and you pretty much there are great creators out there kind of copy or mimic what they're they're already doing. So 
you know, you mentioned I put them on different places because I do some that are more personal family related that go on my personal Facebook page or some that are trying to make other administrators or educators laugh because I think we need that right now. So those might go on Twitter, but then I have others that go to our Instagram or our, our Facebook page that are related to, hey, here's what's going on, stay connected. Even for, we have so many virtual families. So like 25% of our families chose full virtual versus the hybrid model. Um, so just kind of a way to engage and connect connect those students. And it's funny, the kids, I think, because they're middle level, they get a kick out of it. And some of the eighth graders might think I'm just silly, but like, they're still watching the video. So that's, that's okay. If they think I'm being being silly or embarrassing. Um, that's all good if it's getting them to, to focus on the, the information that I'm trying to get out there. Yeah, leaders listen to that. They may think you're silly, but they're still watching. What they are not doing is reading your emails or your newsletters or listening to your robocalls. If you want to connect, especially with kids, especially in the secondary, you know, this is proof right here that you have to go to where they are. My friend Haley Richardson, who is a assistant principal in Tennessee, she does a lot on TikTok and Instagram, but she does a weekly dance and she can dance. She does them with students and they're just, they're funny and they're fun. And uh, it's just a great way to connect with kids. I want to talk about mentors and mentorship. Now, I, I don't know where I would be right now if it wasn't for my mentors. And it, everybody gets their mentors in different ways. And on the flip side, I've, for some reason, been lucky to be a mentor for new leaders. So what would be your advice or your mindset when a new leader, new principal is looking for a mentor? And then also that reciprocation of being a mentor for someone else, what that does for your own learning and kind of reflection. Mm -hmm. Well, I think the advice for, for really pursuing and getting a mentor, you know, there are a couple of different places. First, that network that you have to build. So you know, when I first came on, uh, Michelle Allen, who is past president of MEMSPA, but she was one of the first people that I saw at our, our annual conference and um, was was fantastic. And then also there have been more um, formal programs like through our association. So we have Leader and Me, which is a formal mm -hmm. program that comes with a coach and a mentor, um, which even myself after 20 years, had taken that particular academy style learning. Um, and it was the best professional development that I ever had. And it came with a coach. So even at 20 years, we need help to get, get through this job. So using that network and the associations are gonna be really, really important. Um, and I have been um, loving it so much and really wanting to, after this, you know, this much time in administration to give back. And so I became nationally certified a couple of years ago through NASP um, to, to mentor others. I had been mentoring through the universities in the area, Eastern uh, Michigan University and Concordia, um, and that's been a bucket filler. And then obviously having assistant principals, um, you know, that's that's been fantastic. But what's nice about this particular program is um, you have a protege that you do 75 hours with and you really learn how to do the coaching and how to do the mentoring. And then most recently became a trainer of that. So I can actually train, train, uh, do mentors and training to become there to become certified as well. 
And I would say that work is so important and it's beneficial not only for the protege or the mentee, but the mentor, like you're learning from and with one another. I became a better listener. I think a better support for my teachers because of, of learning how to mentor and support others. Um, and I, and just, you know, like the, my last cohort that I had trained, there were six, six principals in Hawaii um, and meeting with them every month virtually. I didn't fly to Hawaii every month, but just meeting with them. I am not only in my coaching and helping them get their certification, but I'm learning so much from them. And I'm learning about how they do education in Hawaii, which is different than what they do in Michigan. And so it really is, I think, beneficial for all um, because you do, you do um, create and have a, build a relationship um, that are pretty much lifelong friendships with people. Yeah, there are so many important things that you said. And for me, one of the biggest things is just the principalship can be a lonely job, especially if you're an elementary principal and you're by yourself. And, uh, it, you know, if you have a assistant principals or deans or whatever it might be, it still can be lonely. And being able to build a relationship with someone, talk with someone on, reg on a regular basis about what you're doing and what you want to do and what's going on is just is just so beneficial. You know, you just said Michigan um, again. I just need to give a shout out to the city of Detroit. I was in Detroit the first week of March for three days for an event. My first time in Detroit, I've been to DTW connecting many times. Oh my gosh, I enjoyed Detroit so much. Michigan has done so much, I think, to just put energy and money and resources into Detroit. I stayed in this old hotel right downtown. You can see three professional sports stadiums, the restaurants, I mean, the shopping, there was a Lululemon and hey, I, I'm in California. I, I like my Lululemon. So if you haven't been to Michigan, once COVID is hopefully safe and things are open, uh, check out Detroit because Detroit's actually a really, really fun, uh, fun city, some great meals, some great people. Um, segue from my travel recommendation, Book recommendations. What is the one book, if you were talking to a principal that you say, you got to read this leadership book, Shauna, what is your one top book recommendation? Oh my gosh, one book. Oh, there are so, so many. Um, oh gosh. You know, it's funny because there, there are so many that I'm thinking about and I love Dave Burgess um, company and, and all of the books, but I am going to actually do a non-leadership book that I think is important and I think it's relevant and timely. So Kendi's How to Be an Anti-Racist, I think would be the book that I would recommend right now because we have so much important work to do. And I was really able to, to read that with a leader lens and think about our um, students, staff and families of color. So um, I, I think that that would be the one that I would recommend right now. Um, there are so, so many more. I just, my bookshelf is full of, like I said, Dave Burgess and company books because a lot of them are done by practicing principles. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so I think that it would have to be, I think that's the one I, I learned the most about as far as being a leader and really being an ally and trying to change some of the um, systemic racism that I was ignorant to. I'm so glad you brought that up. Anything by Kendi is amazing. He just came out with a new book, Anti-Racist Baby. So it's not too young to start with uh, with the young kids. I also recommend following Kendi on 
on Instagram. He puts out so much great content and just, just thought provoking ideas that help me to think. So one question that I get all the time that I've had for years from other principals is what is your, what's the one interview question that you always include when you're interviewing potential staff members? So Shauna, what is your interview question? Okay, so we do things non-traditionally here at Milan Middle School. And I usually have, um, we've changed it or altered it for the, the virtual environment, but I usually have um, little charms, like a little box of charms. And they have to come in and pick a charm that they feel represents them as, as a teacher um, and then explain that. This year, they had to pick a landscape that they felt because I don't have the charms that I can physically give them, a landscape that they feel represents them as a teacher. So instead of me asking, tell us a little bit about yourself, I want to know what kind of analogy they make, what do, what charm or what landscape do they pick, and how does that represent them as a teacher? So that's one of my favorites, and it's the whole opener to the interview. I love it. I love it. So what job would you choose to do if you could choose? If you could choose any job to do for a day, what would it be? Ooh. And if you could choose any job for a year, to do, what would it be? Oh, that's a hard question. She's you're asking questions that I've never even really thought about. One we don't day, take it easy here on the Principal Crew podcast, Shauna. We go, we go deep. Yeah, you go deep, but like, oh my gosh. Okay, so one day, who or what would it be? Yeah, one day. What, what would you do for one day and what would you do for a year if you could choose a different profession or any job to do? Um, well, that shows, I think that go, my pause goes to show you that I haven't really thought about doing or being anything else. Um, I guess one day I'd like to live like one day in like the, someone like a rock star's shoes. <laughs> I don't know, like maybe, um, Private Janet Jets. Jackson, Madonna or like, I, you know, I'm, I'm from, I'm a nineties, you know, graduate. So, um, you know, I, I, that's, that's kind of where I go back to, but just, just kind of that whole fame and, and stage and kind of thinking about that. Um, and I say that as the one day, because I think that would be exhausting and also not fill like a lot of my other buckets. Um, but that would be kind of fascinating to see. Um, for a whole year, um, I would love to be, and this is kind of it's the same thing, but I just think that the president of um, not, not the United States of NASP would be awesome because for that year, while you're president, you get to travel around um, the whole entire country and meet principals and learn from them and see all the great things that they're doing. And, you know, I've contemplating like, do, do you, do I run for this or not run for this? And, and timing is not right for me to do, but if I could spend a whole year, it would be traveling around this fantastic country that we have, meeting other principals, visiting their schools, seeing them, learning from them, um, and obviously praising the, and giving kudos for all the great work that principals are doing around the country. Well, I think you should run because I would vote for you. And I'll tell you on a more personal side is in the last four years, I've had the opportunity to speak at dozens of state principal conferences. And I've seen the same presidents over and over again in Missouri, in Oklahoma, in Michigan, in New York. And it's so I'm like, what's up, man? What are you doing? And they're just traveling around. And it is, 
it's uh it's cool to see those people over and over again and uh that's actually something that i've thought about wanting to do at some point all right final question governor whitmer calls and she says shauna i want you to be in charge of public education for michigan what changes would you make what would be your priorities for public schools in michigan so Michigan has done a lot of work on the top 10 and 10, and now they've changed it because that plan was brought out five, you know, five years ago. But I would say, you know what, Governor Whitmer, we are going to work on changing the narrative that we need to focus on really making sure that people understand what our educators are doing. Um, so I think that, you know, and my, my, commitment the last probably, well, since 2015, when I was president of MIMSPA, was to help get the positive, you know, to be a positive ambassador of public education. So it was committed to that. And I think we need to do a huge, huge mind shift um, in our state and in our country on what educators are actually doing and everything that's coming to them. And so like educators used to be so well respected. And I think that People have gotten tired or don't maybe realize, and, and even in the spring, it was like it was wonderful because all of a sudden, you know, teachers were appreciated, but now that we're back to virtual, there's some of the same complaints, and, you know, I just, I don't think there's any other profession where people go on social media to complain about, like, their doctor's visit or their doctor or their attorney that they might have or, you know, their banking, you know, but people are... I mean, we're, we're in charge. It's a human industry, right? Like our clients are humans. They're not a product. And um, a lot has come at us. And I just really think that it doesn't matter what goals are. If we're not changing the narrative and get a better appreciation for our educators, it, does, it doesn't really matter what we do. So I think that would be the focus in my goal. Yeah, you can just drop the mic right there because uh, I am so in agreement. And I think so many people listening would be as well too. Well, Shauna, my friend, thank you for taking the time. I know it's a busy time. You got your holiday gear on because it's spirit day at your school, but um, you're someone that I've been connected with for a long time and lucky enough to hang out with in person. And uh, again, thank you for coming on this podcast. Thank you for all that you do. Everyone listening, please be sure to subscribe, tell your friends, share it out, leave a comment, leave a, leave a review and, uh, as always, thank you for all that you do, and I hope that you have an absolutely amazing day. What's up, everyone? Hey, before we go today, I got to give a shout out to NAESP and NASSP, the National Association of Elementary School Principals and the National Association of Secondary School Principals. If you are not a member of these national organizations, I highly, highly, highly recommend it. Uh, I was a member of my state organization for years, and I found that I got so much out of the national organization. They have conferences, they have webinars, they have so many different assets and tools for principals that are doing the job. NAESP.org and NASSP.org. Join up, sign up, connect with them on social media. You will not regret it. NAESP.org and NASSP.org are the national organizations for elementary and secondary school principals.